Blog Talk Radio.
she got me on his lap. Good evening, good evening. Welcome back to Blessings Radio. Tonight is going to be February the 23rd, 2023. We are live right now in the Apple Valley Studio, and you just heard a song called Give Me You by a gospel artist by the name of Quadra Banks. She is a fairly new gospel artist, and her music is amazing. It speaks volumes. It does have meaning, passion, and heartfelt into the songs that she is representing God with. And it's beautiful. That song was called Give Me You by the artist known as Quadra Banks in the gospel arena. So tonight is Learners on Thursday, and tonight we will be in with you shortly. He will be reading you, teaching you what thus saith the Lord. He'll be giving you all the notes, all the conversations that God has shared with him. He'll be teaching it to you tonight. It is amazing that we are back. This is our first Thursday back in a very long time over the course of our absence. We have been playing replays of um, prior messages just so you guys could at least have something to listen to. We thank you for those that supported us on that portion of the journey, but now we're on a new journey, and now we are back for swing this week. We did yesterday for prayer. Thank God for the callers for that, and tonight we are back again here in the studio for Learner's Lounge Thursday. So it's great that the teaching will be coming in a moment, but now it is time for Inspiration Thursday. And what I'd like to talk about when we talk about Inspiration Thursday, for tonight's topic, I want to talk about divine thankfulness. I just think that we ought to have the ability to be thankful for everything. So I'd like to talk about, you know, first off, the first way to be grateful and thankful. When we rise in the morning, we thank God for the wake-up, for a day we haven't seen. Then when we go to bed at night, we thank him for letting us make it through the day, and we thank him for the prayer so we can wake up to thank him again the next morning. So that's just the morning prayer. And then that's the evening prayers before we are to lay down for bed. Now, the gospel does indicate that Jesus practiced a lifestyle of thankfulness. Like any other devout Jew, he offered thanks to God before his meals, Matthew chapter 15, verses 36, and St. John chapter 6, verse 23. Before he raised Lazarus from the dead, Jesus prayed, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. That's going to be St. John um, chapter 11, verses 41. And no doubt his solitary prayer sessions were filled with thanks. St. Matthew chapter 14, verses 23, and St. Mark chapter 1, verses 35. Jesus wants he did praise a leper for returning to offer thanks, but the Gospels don't record one instance of Jesus telling his disciples or anyone else to be thankful. Now, that may surprise you, or you might be thinking it's a surprise. Perhaps Jesus has never mentioned gratitude, not even in the Beatitudes, because it came so naturally to him. Now, how could he go to sleep each night without thanking his father for all that he had occurred during the day? How could he wake up each morning without giving thanks for the rising sun and the opportunity to do his father's work? Of course, when the day unfolds, he must have often expressed gratitude for a sturdy boat, a cloudless sky, lilies along the roadside, food, wine, and according to the Gospels, Jesus didn't lecture about thankfulness. He lived it. So Jesus was a living walking, breathing, talking example of what thankfulness was, what it looked like, what it was meant to be. 
Now, a pattern of thankfulness, for example, thanks to God for being the Redeemer. That provides a practical pattern of thanking God for allowing you to live so you can learn to do what he's calling on you to do. Now, there is no search in the world that can reveal a lot about storms, a lot about different types. Like right now, um, America in general is going through snow blizzards and winter storms at the end of winter, literally. And you can't look on Google, you can't look on your phone and really get to the depth of what is to come right now. The only person with those answers is Jesus. And you can be thanking him that he has kept you surviving during this promotion of weather time. He's spared you, and you've been saved. So it's always good to say, thanks, God, for being my redeemer. Thank you for all that you do to provide for myself and my family. Thank you for times that are now a memory and a good memory. Thank you, Jesus, for being by my side. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for tears that are now never forgotten. Thank you for peace within my soul. So you can ask for peace, you can ask comfort, and you can thank God when those things happen. Jesus is always by your side, and peace will always be within your soul alongside Jesus is there. Now, he's able to see all of God's provisions, both tears by now forgotten and times now but a memory as gifts of a sovereign, wise God. Storm seems to have embraced the Apostle Paul's mindset. This was recorded, like we talked about last night, a little bit in the Philippians. But this is Philippians chapter 4, verses 11. I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Like Paul, he said, thanks God for both pain and pleasure. So really, we ought to be thankful for everything that God has done, for sparing us to wake up for another day. And then finally, as we're closing out of the inspiration, there there are some ways you can practice thankfulness. Now, this is going to be something for you guys to do. So you want to think about the type of blessings that God is giving you, and you want to be thankful. So everyday blessings include, you know, you're thankful because you get to eat, wake up in a house if you have one, you get to take showers and things like that. And then when it comes to working, that's another way. You're thanking him for keeping you employed, keeping you with some kind of financial stability. Also, you can do what they call a weekly blessing, which is where you're thankful for a Monday morning Bible study. You can have that with a group of like-minded people who are just like yourself. You might go to Sunday school class. You could be thankful that you're learning in a weekly Bible study or going to Sunday school on Sunday mornings. You're learning. And then when it comes to materialistic things, obviously God is not a materialistic God. But as we know in the human world, we acquire things, cars, homes, if we will, clothing and other types of materialistic stuff. We can be thankful to God that he's allowed us to acquire such things. And then finally, special life blessings, like, for instance, when God allows you to wake up on a birthday or when you're a born-again believer and you've now crossed over and you've had your opportunity to get baptized, that's an amazing feat. When God gives you the gift of the Holy Ghost, that's another reason to be thankful. So there's a lot of different ways to be thankful. I just wanted to share a few of the tips with you. Remember, I'm not the teacher nor the preacher, but when I find something that's 
can be inspiring. I just like to share with you what I do have an opportunity to read at the time. So I do thank you for listening to Inspiration Thursday. And now it's the time that we've all been waiting for. The doctor is in and he's ready to teach you all now. God bless. God bless you and ready your land tonight. Amen. This is Dr. Moore coming to you once again. Amen. Uh, by the word of God tonight, we're so elated to be with you. Amen. Tonight. Thank God. Amen. For inspiration time. Amen. As my granddaughter was speaking on being thankful. In all things, we ought to give thanks unto the Lord, whether we understand them or not. Amen. And when we realize, amen, who God is, praise the Lord, we will give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. Thanks and praise belong to our God. We're going to dive right into the word of God tonight and ask you to put on your spiritual ears tonight. Amen. And let's tune into the word of God tonight. Amen. Coming uh, to you from the book of... uh, Praise God, praise God, praise God. There's just so much going on in the world, praise the Lord. Uh, I'm just so elated to be uh, in the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. We're coming to you tonight, amen, from the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 1 through 6, and 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, 1 through 9. We're going to read you, amen, these verses in, in your hearing tonight. Amen, and let you know, amen, what we will be trying to bring out to you tonight. I believe, amen, Apostle Paul, amen, was talking to the Thessalonians, amen, in this uh, chapter, amen, 5, verse 1. It was a critical time in life for, amen, the believer. And he was saying, amen, but uh, the time and season, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, and safety and sudden destruction, peace and safety, then sudden destruction, Come upon them as travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. Be ye, brothers, are not in darkness that the day shall overtake you as a thief. You are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Wherefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Second Thessalonians 2, 1 and 9 picks it up and says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind, uh, be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by words, nor by letters, as from us, at that 
the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that they shall not come, except there come a fallen away first, and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of prediction. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, uh, that is worshiping. So that he, as God, sitteth in the temple that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his signs. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Then even, then him who cometh is after the work of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. We want to say, man, we're living in perilous times. We're living in critical times. Don't forget, amen, what time that we are living in. We're living in the last days of this world. And to the believer, there are certain things, amen, if you ever have held on to, you should hold on to it now. That is your faith in the Lord. As Paul began, amen, to tell us in Matthew, I mean, in Matthew's, amen, 25th chapter and verse 13 says, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man comes. Let us not be careless, Christians. Let us not think, amen, that the Lord is not coming because we don't know the hour. We don't know the minute when the Son of Man is going to come. You have heard, amen, and it's been said, amen, he said, amen, he'd been gone, amen, 2,000 years ago, and he have not come yet. And the weekend one says, amen, where is he? Where is the coming? Y'all say, amen, that Jesus is coming back, but Jesus haven't come back yet. Beloved, be not deceived. God is not marked. Whatsoever man soars, so shall he reap. Jesus is coming. And he's coming soon. And we are right at the verge of time, amen, is to see the Lord Jesus getting ready, amen, is to come back, amen, and take his people out of this old sinful world. The church, amen, of the last days is to be watchful and ready for end-time events. 
And I'm wondering, hey, man, are you watching right now in 2023? Are you looking at the signs and times, amen, that you, we are in right now? Are you watching the events, amen, that is around us right at this hour that we are living in now? Or do you, amen, take it lightly and say, amen, these things is supposed to be? Know these signs and events, amen, is trying to tell us something. They're trying to tell us that Jesus, our blessed hope, is coming. The condition of this world, amen, is in uh, a bad condition. Paul, amen, was saying, amen, that but of that day and season, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. I have told you this. Now your eyes ought to be open. I go back, amen, to the 25th, uh, uh, 24th chapter of St. Matthew's. And amen, it's the eighth verse. It's indeed, uh, amen, this is just the beginning of sorrow. These are birth pains, amen, that we are facing right now, and they are going to continue to escalate rapidly and rapidly and rapidly. Just as a woman may get ready to have a child, in her last hour, her pain travails upon her, upon her rapidly. She's trying to be delivered. This is what we are seeing, amen, in these events that is coming upon the face of this earth. I want to say, man, first, we know Jesus Christ is coming again. All believers, amen, they know that he's coming again. He promised that he would. And we have faith in him. Secondly, we know that many signs of the last days that reveal his nearness of the Lord's return when one considers the sign of the end time, it is clearly that we live in, in the last days. We're living. I want you, amen, to think about it. Now, the world can't see what you see. When I'm talking about, amen, the world, I'm talking about a real believer and an unbeliever, you see two different pictures. The world can't see what you see. The world is happy in the way that it's going and in the thing that it is done. To the world, they are done right. But now to a Christian, it is a sign to us that Jesus Christ is getting ready to come. Amen, and snatch us out of this old world. When individuals, amen, get caught up in trying to pinpoint the exact timing of Christ's return, they miss the greatest point. Knowing the day of our Christ's return is now, it is not important, rather continue to anticipate in his return and being ready 
amen, to receive him when he comes. We don't know. He done told us, amen, no man knows the hour. No man, no man, no woman, no boy, no girl knows the hour when Jesus getting ready to come. Only the Father knows the album. When he's going to come, but he's coming as a thief upon those that are not watching. Those that have not been born again or those that is procrastinating, then I'm I'm going to live for Jesus and don't never come. He's coming as a thief. You know, every day, every hour that we live, we ought to believe us ought to be watching and living soberly in this present world looking for Jesus is to come. Jesus is going to catch many of those, amen, that say that they are believers. He's going to catch them with their works undone. Because all the time in mind is not on him. That old Christian, that old Satan has come in and deceived you. Let no man deceive you by any means. Beloved, the coming of the Lord is real. The time is unknown. The event is certain. You're going to see things, amen, that you have never seen before. I'm just looking at amen right here in the great United States. It's a weather pattern right now. Oh, we ought to be praying and thanking God that it's not any worse. Because, amen, it's going to get worse with the weather. You're going to see disaster upon disaster, amen, from the weather. But we are the children of light. We are aware of the time. When we see these things and God is tearing up the earth, amen, we know that he's getting ready to come back here. Prophecy regarding the days of the Lord. We're going to find out, amen, that there is apostasy is in the land. Lying prophets, lying antichrists is in the land trying to deceive mankind. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're facing right now. Because the mystery of iniquity already works. Delusion shall deceive the wicked. Amen. Delusion is already deceiving the wicked. Man believe a lie more than he does the truth. Weakness. But I heard the Lord says in the book of Revelation, Behold, he comes with the cloud. And every eye shall see him. I don't care, amen, who you are or how powerful you think you are, who you think you is, you're going to see Jesus. Every eye shall see him. coming with the cloud, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierce him, and all kindreds 
of Herschel wailed because of him. Even so, amen, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. I'm the Lord God Almighty, Revelation 1, 7, and 8. Every eye is going to see him. Every tongue is going to confess that he is the Lord. Every knee is going to bow down to him. Oh, we're serving an awesome God tonight. Almost 2,000 years, amen, has passed since, since the ascending of Jesus Christ. That is, amen, God in his mercy. He could have come, but amen, he's not willing that any should perish. But he wants all is to come to repentance. He's not going to force us to repent. We got to come willingly. God is a patient God. God is a long-suffering God. And we must be long-suffering. We must be patiently. We see the chaos in this world, and we see, amen, the world that is, is lost, but we don't want people to die and go to hell. Somebody prayed for you and I when we didn't know the Lord. When we were out there doing some of everything that we weren't supposed to do, somebody was praying for us. Even we say, look how bad the world is. Amen. When we were out there, we were sinning. Somebody prayed for us. And God had mercy on many of us. Many of us heard his voice. And we turned from our wicked ways. Now we're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming. Oh, his return is alive and vibrant in the heart of true apostles, believers. Now more than ever, the bride looketh expediently for the bridegroom. To return. The church is looking for Jesus in the return. Oh, yes. You may be serving the Lord 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60, let me say, maybe maybe even 100 years. But why does a little time can equate with eternity? You can't compare time with eternity. Jesus did one of the most grateful things that anybody could do. He offered us eternal life. And all he asked us to do is to serve him. Jesus is coming, church. We can see amen just as Jesus ascended into heaven in a cloud. He will descend from heaven upon a cloud. And every eye shall see him. And those who has been washed in the blood of Jesus and have made themselves ready, we will be caught, we will be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. Amen. Amen. Jesus is coming. But now listen, 
There is something that we call the snatching away. There is something we call the rapture. And people are going to be going along, amen, about their business schedules every day, just as we done now. But, oh, let me tell you, there is going to be a snatching away. He's not coming to earth. Not this time. But the believer that Jesus Christ has been going to be caught up and going to be with the Lord in there. Hallelujah. What a glorious time, amen, that the church has to look for. We are about to get out of this old world. But see, we got to be faithful and diligent unto Jesus until he takes us out of this old world. We're going to meet him in the air. There is going to be a change of an atmosphere. Speaking about an air, it means, amen, we're going to a new dimension, something we have not experienced before. Amen. A human don't know nothing about it. It's going to be a new change. The whole system of life is going to be new to us. We're going to meet him in the air. Those who are unprepared will cry out in anger and in fear because of the coming destruction. When the Lord comes, amen, and take his people out of here, it's going to be hell on earth. Yes, my brothers and sisters, people, is going to be here. But because they failed to serve him, destruction will be upon earth like never before. You say, well, I don't believe my God is like that. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. You reject the Holy One. You reject the only one that could give you salvation. And you turn your nose up at him. Then you think you ain't going to be punished? God made man for man, and woe man is to serve him. He didn't make us a sin. Or live in robberiness, drunkenness, homongering, and lying and gambling. God didn't make us for that. Malachi. He prophesied that Elijah would come before that great and dreadful day of the Lord and would call the people of Israel to repent. Israel, amen, is the apple of God's eye. Amen. The God wants Israel is to come back home. Israel needs to repent of her rejecting God. He said, I came to my own, and my own received me now. Israel needs to repent. Though repentance, they could escape the destruction of God 
would bring upon the earth. According to Malachi, amen, 4, 5, and 6. If they would repent, they could escape the destruction that God will allow to come up on earth. But my brothers and sisters, we don't see that happening right now. Israel is not repentant. No matter what she is going through, it she's not repentant. But I want to say this to you, God has not forgotten her either. John the Baptist, he fulfilled this prophecy in part by coming in the spirit and the power of Elijah. John came in the spirit and in the power of Elijah preaching repentance unto mankind. Repent ye of your sins. According to Luke, amen, 1 and 17. However, amen, John himself declared he was not Elijah. In John 1, 21 and 23, he said he wasn't Elijah, but he came in the spirit of Elijah. Preaching repentance. Jesus affirmed, amen, that when Elijah would come, he would Restore all things. When Elijah will come, it will make things better. He will restore all things according to Matthew 17, 11, and 12. But the people still wouldn't repent. They wouldn't repent of their sins. It was Moses and Elijah who appeared with Jesus at his transfiguration. Now, remember, amen, when Moses and Elijah appeared at Jesus' transfiguration, both of them had died. Thereupon, amen, the mountains, Peter, James, and John beheld the glory of God upon Jesus as he revealed to them the likeness of his coming when he will return with power and great glory. Now, amen, when, 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 when uh, 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 Peter, James, and John saw Peter, they had walked with Jesus, amen. But when they saw him and he come from behind that mountain, they seen the glory of God. They didn't see the fleshly part. They, they seen, amen, God in his glory, in his power. And amen, uh, uh, Moses and Elijah was there. So when he come, amen, he's coming back in glory. He's coming back in power. Think about it. If you ain't ready, you ain't going to be ready to go back with him. Oh, I'm talking about amen. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's coming. He's going to return in power and great glory. And we're returning with power and great glory. That Moses and Elijah accomplished him 
may suggest that they were the two witnesses. I'm not saying they mean they were the two witnesses, but there is going to be two witnesses. That's in Zacharias, amen, 4, 11 and 14. The two candlesticks is what he's talking about. But if we read further, amen, we're going to find out, amen, that those candlesticks, amen, was wasn't really talking about Moses and Elijah. That's what most man revelation has come up with. I'll get into that another day. Awaiting amen the fulfillment of this, this prophecy during the second half of Daniel 17 week, when Elijah will come through all things, he will prepare the way of the Lord just as John the Baptist did. John come prepare the way of the Lord. Make his way straight. He was a voice that was crying out in the wilderness to make the way of the Lord straight. For those heathen boys that didn't want to hear him, they were angry with John for preaching repentance. Like they were so holy and so righteous, nothing has changed. They are angry with us today for preaching what? Repentance. They want to be in the same condition as they are. But they want to say, I love the Lord. I know the Lord. Israel claimed God, but they didn't know God. They claimed, amen, that God was there. Amen. Ultimately God, but they didn't really know God. When you in sin, you don't know God. I don't care what your background is or where you came from. I said, when you are in sin, you do not know God. The Lord has to bring you out of sin in order for you to really know who he is. Now, I know the Bible also says when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Now, you can know of God, amen, still don't recognize, amen, that, amen, he is God. Because when you know who God is, you will recognize that he is God. And he has the power to, amen, let us stay here or take us out of here. But who may abide the day of his coming? Who gonna be? Who gonna be? Who who gonna buy? Who gonna be able to stand when he comes? Who can stand up against him when he comes? Who gonna buy the day of his coming? And who should who should stand when he appears? For he is like a refining fire, and like full of soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purify several. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. 
Malachi 3, 2, and 3. God going to come and do something for his people. He may have to bring us down to our knees. We may have to beg, but amen, if that's what God has to do, in order for us to repent, he'll do it. That's how much he loves us. The children of Levi, amen, he's going to purge them. He's going to clean them from their unrighteousness. And the sacrifice that they offered up, amen, God going, amen, let them offer up some righteous, holy sacrifices unto him. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. It's going to get hot. And all the proud, yea, all that do wicked shall be stubborn. And the day that cometh shall burn them up. Amen. God said it's going to burn them up. God is a fire. God is a consuming fire. And all that don't obey him, God said, I'm going to burn them up. And it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Ain't going to leave them nothing. He's going to eliminate that part of humanity as though they never had existed. Can he do that? Yes, he can do it. He's God. He created us. He made us, and he can get rid of us. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wing. Oh, we that fear the Lord, fear his name, fear his name. We're going to ride with the son of righteousness. My God, with healing, there will be no sickness in us. There will be no affliction. There will be no diseases. We're going to be healed. I will say by his stripes, ye were healed. My God. And ye shall go forward and grow up as a calf in the stove. You're going to be happy. Malachi 4, 1 and 2. You're going to go forward, amen, and you, you're going to be happy. You're going to be like a little calf in a stove. You're free. Free from what? Free from sin. Remember, remember. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Those who have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and have made themselves ready will be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. Oh, you, you, you that is is a washed your have been been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We're going to be caught up. My God, I say amen. We're going to leave this world. We're going to leave this world. And let me tell you, amen, that can be any hour, minute, or day right now as we are living. Amen. We could be snatched away from here. 
before we see in the morning, amen, Jesus could come and snatch us away from here. Is the world going to be still existing? Yes. But the saints of God that is ready, they won't be here. They won't be here. Oh, praise the Lord. This is the blessed hour and time that we're living in, amen. Jesus is coming. And I know, amen, he, he didn't delay his coming. And amen, we, we, we believe that he should have been here a long time ago, amen. But Jesus knows what he's done. I said, Jesus knows what he's done. We speculate and we wonder, amen, but Jesus knows what he's done. He's not willing that any should perish, but all that comes to eternal life. In the preparation for the return of Jesus Christ, a believer must be faithful, deal with the test. We got tested, amen, that we're going to have to go through it. You must be faithful. And amen, we must deal with these tests and, and trials that is coming up on us. We are not exempted from, amen, trials. We are not exempted from sickness. We are not exempted from hurt. Amen, but we got to deal with these things. We got to deal with them. The Lord is testing each one of us. Amen. Uh, there are so many of us, amen, wonder what, Lord, why am I suffering so much? Why do I have to go through this? You're being on a test. God's going to see how faithful that we are, amen, going through these trials and tribulations. A believer, amen, they must fulfill, uh, uh, they must deal with the test. And tribulations of life. We're going through tribulations. Tribulations of life. Paul says nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Shall trials, shall tribulations, shall distress, nothing. Oh, praise the Lord when I can hear the echo of the words of Brother Job, he said, naked I come into the world, and naked I leave out of the world. I didn't bring nothing into the world. I ain't going to take nothing out of here. Nothing shall separate me from the love of Jesus Christ, not even tribulation. Paul said, learn, he learned to be, amen, contented in whatsoever stage he was in. He knew what it meant to be hungry. You know what it meant, amen, is to be full. Whatever what stage that, amen, it fell in, he learned to be content and give thanks unto the Lord. My God, you ought to give the Lord a big round of applause right now. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, if he will remain valuable and true to the Lord, through every trial that a believer is tested in the furnish of affliction, you got to remain faithful. You 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 can't get in 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 the fire. 
and just get out of it. You got to stay there. You got to remain faithful in the furniture of the Lord. The Lord ain't done them but making us. Amen. When we go through the furnace of affliction. And we are refined in him the quantity for which the Lord is looking in his church. He, he looking, amen, to find the quantity in us. How, how good. How faithful we will be to him, amen, in difficult situations. Every believer hope is to appear before the Lord. Pure, holy, and undefiled. That's every believer's hope. Amen. We want to be pure. We want to be holy and undefiled. But amen, you're going to be tried and you're going to be tested. So honey, quit crying and go to thanking the Lord for what he has done and what he's done in your life right now. I know we will not understand all things and it may not ever be for us to understand all things. But in all things, give thanks unto the Lord. For he's God. He's he just good. Undefiled by the world. The garment of the chastened bride of Christ must be without spot or wrinkle. Ephesians 5 and 27. You know, you, you, we, we got to do something. I'll say this. It ain't the easiest thing in the world is to get into heaven. It takes more than say, I love the Lord. I go to church on a Sunday or casually through the week. It takes more than that. It's self-denial, self-sacrifice. It takes a man you to deny your flesh. It takes fasting. It takes much prayer. It to go before him without a spot, blemish, or rancor, or any such thing. In Second Peter, Amen, three and fourteen, Jesus declared we would face in tribulations in this world. In this world, amen, we're going to face some tribulation right here. We're not going to escape, amen. We are going through too. Thank God, amen, for just giving us strength. Praise the Lord is to go through. Go through. Go through, say, go through. Jesus is coming in this world, but... As true believers, we will overcome. We are overcomers. If you hang on in there, Peter addressed, amen, this in 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13. Saying, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you. Don't think it's strange when fiery trials, fire trials that is not pleasant to the flesh at all, they're going to try you. 
But don't you think it's funny? That Jesus, amen, giving you a test to see, will you go through or will you bag up? Will you deny him of his power or the faith that you have in him? Oh, no, we may not understand it. But be like Job, you know you haven't cursed God. You know you haven't did nothing wrong against his commandments. Hold your integrity. I know there are many of you out there tonight going through and you're wondering. You're on your bed of affliction. And some of them, amen, going through such finance crisis and can't, amen, holler making. We wondered, amen. You say God will supply you every need. It don't seem like they're there. Hold on to your faith. We're just being tested and we're being tried. God's going to bring us out. As though some strange thing that happened to us, unto you. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. Rejoice, rejoice. Christ was a suffering sacrifice for our sins. Now, amen, let's rejoice because we are partakers of Christ's suffering. Thank God he counted us worthy. Amen. If we suffer with him, he said we shall range with him. Jesus is coming to change this old martyr body. He goes, the martyr going to put off martyr and put on immortality. We're going to be changed, children. Christ suffered this. When his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceedingly joy when his glory be revealed. My God, we will be beside ourselves, amen, because ever will he be like the Bible, so we shall be like him. Amen. We're going to rejoice. We're going to rejoice. We're coming to the end of this old world. We're coming to the end of this old world. Look up. Our redemption is drawing nigh. Things is escalating rapidly before our eyes, and it's not going to get any better. Your hope is in Jesus Christ. I'm going to say to you, my beloved, tonight, yes, Jesus is coming. But when he come back, amen, and he put his foot on Mount Olive, he's coming to judge the wicked. Oh, praise the Lord. Those that have not obeyed him, be obedient unto the Lord tonight. The coming of the Lord. The nearest amen of the coming of the Lord, it compels us to continue in that great commission. Go ye into the world and preach the gospel unto every creature. He that believeth shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. The coming of the Lord compels us to go, go, go while you can. And if you can't get out there and go amen, and you know that the the real gospel is being preached. Go and support 
somebody that you know is preaching the real gospel, amen, that it may go into the four quarters of this earth. Technology, amen, is so advanced. Oh, praise the Lord. You can, amen, we can be right here in, in America and preach all over the countries right now. Preach the gospel. There is a lot of preaching that's being preached, but it's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. But amen, when this gospel is preached unto all the world, then the end is going to come. This world is coming to an end. I said this world is coming to an end. Remember, amen, Jesus told John, I go away to prepare a place for you. And where I am, there ye may be also. In my father's house, there were many mentioned that if it were not so, I would have told you. My time, praise the Lord, is up tonight. God bless you in Radio Land. This is Dr. Moore tonight saying amen. Uh, my time is off tonight, but I'm going to continue on the coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Until next week, if the Lord delay his coming, amen. This is Dr. Moore saying we love you with all of our heart. Continue to pray for us, amen, as we go going through trial and as we go going through tribulation, but we're still lifting up the name of Jesus. May the glory of God rest upon you tonight. Amen and amen.